Hi, welcome to this uh, special episode of Wolves Fancast. It's 200th episode um, on the podcast. Joining me, David Evans, this week, we've got Luke Thompson, of course. Hello. We've got John Babb. Good evening. And as you're aware, we've got three very special guests on our podcast this week. We've got Aaron Carey. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Carla Keemey. Nice to be here. And Matt Murray. Thank you. We were in Matt's house as well, which is even more special yeah, this podcast. I'm too lazy to go out. But, <laughs> yeah. no, you know what, I've just finished working, that's why. So, very nice. Pleasure to have you here, guys. Thanks very much. A massive like, gorilla in the background as well, which you were telling us about before. Yeah, <laughs> that was my uh, present off, yeah, off my friend Robbie Keane, obviously. Yeah. And you've seen it together. Friends. And just a little bit of banter. It's my special friend. <laughs> <laughs> me. I have to drop that in there. Um, yeah, it's obviously give me a little bit of stick. Um, a bit of banter, so that's there, isn't it? Are you still in touch with Robert Keane over at yeah, in LA? Yeah, because he, he wanted to come to Sir Jack's funeral, hmm. but he, he had to go to the White House, he said, to apologise. He's going to see Barack Obama, his mate, who he's met about four or five times now, because obviously they won the, um, the MLS and he's yeah. that MVP and all that, so... Yeah, I speak to Robbie a lot. Don't get to see him as much because he's in LA, but all the boys from the youth team. It was great to see Adam Proudlock the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, still speak to all, yeah, all the lads, Jolie and Nails and everyone. So we had a good set of lads. And uh, yeah, like these guys do as well, who they came through with, we, yeah. we all keep in touch. I was trying to think the other day about how to kind of stop the first question to ask. And the first one that came to mind was, as, as a kid, what was it that drew you all to becoming a goalkeeper? Who wants to start? Uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, I didn't want to play in goal to start. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be an outfield player. Um, but I, sp- I think when I was really young, I just enjoyed getting dirty in the mud. Um, <laughs> so playing in goal was the best best way to do that, really. Um, and then sort of as I got a bit older, I was always sort of better in goal. And then sort of realised that I probably... Should not play striker anymore because I did score enough goals. <laughs> what sort of age was that when you went when you made the sort of that was it then you you were goalkeeper? Um, well, I think sort of coming towards pretty much made that really. Um, I was actually still playing up front when I came to Wolves. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd uh, I was playing up front for my Sunday league team and uh, my friend got a trial and they didn't have any keepers at the time, so I just thought my girl's son see how it goes really <laughs> so you didn't really come to Wolves necessarily as a goalkeeper then? I, I come to Wolves to try as a goalkeeper yeah. but I wasn't playing at, I was playing up front at the time yeah right and I hope he doesn't mind me saying but I think that when Carl came in he had great great feet like because you couldn't see he played Anfield totally the opposite from me and very very comfortable on the ball two footed kicking was brilliant and he was very effective in goal but technically I think you might admit yeah, you no, were difficult, yeah. Because I'd, I'd not, um, I'd not really had any goalkeeper training really. So, um, as Matt said, I was like very raw. Um, couldn't catch anything straight at me. But if you put it in the top corner, I probably could, I could <laughs> take it out, uh, keep the ball out. Really, um, yeah. That was that. That was how it was for me. And then, sort of, as watching sort of Matt Murray and Michael Oakes sort of started picking up things and things started clicking a bit more as I, as I got into my later teens, really. I think, though, that's where... If you, I was with Bobby Mims at Sir Jack's funeral and uh, Bobby would say, Bobby Mims was a fantastic coach, but when Carl came in, as you say, he could save and keep the ball out of the net. So that's the first and foremost. Can you keep the ball out of the net? Have you got a desire to do that? Carl had that, but technically, as you say, I, I joined Wolves when I was nine. So I had a goalkeeper coaching, goalkeeper coaching all the way through from nine all the way through. But 
what Carl was, was a very, very quick learner. And it's the same with Aaron, was a very, very quick learner. So Bobby looked at him and thought, right, we've got the makings of a keeper here. He's got fantastic feet, you didn't have to coach. But he's, you got the athlete, so let's do it. And then told him once, twice at most, and bang, it was there. And you worked really, really hard. I don't think you missed a day's training about four years. And it came from you, even the side-to-side stuff, as you yeah. say, your hands were a little, it's called them quite hard hands. Now very, very soft hands, bang, technique. And you wouldn't even know that he's, picked, he's come into the game so late, where I think you've got other goalkeepers who maybe played, who found their own style um, back in the day, maybe like a, a Neville South or something like that, and, or Anthony Amy, people like that. You could tell that they hadn't been coached and coached. But that style, Ben Foster's got it. He's got a very unique style, very, very effective. But technically, you wouldn't say, whereas Carl's very, very technically good. And then Aaron came over, didn't you, from Ireland? Yeah. And you worked really, really hard as yeah, well. Yeah, I was probably the same as Carl. Like, I came over when I was assigned when I was um, 18 on my 18th birthday. And before that, I was the same as Carl. Like, I played right up until under 15 as a striker for the year above me. Mm. I was playing for a striker. So, as a striker, then the year below me, they had like they were playing in a cup match one day, a big cup competition in Ireland for underage people, the FEI Cup, it's called. For, uh, and it's massive, like it's highly, highly regard, regarded for all like young lads in Ireland. And it's, it's their aspiration to win that. But we were playing in the quarter final the year below me. I was playing a striker for the year above, and the year below the manager didn't really fancy the goalkeeper because he was a bit small. So I played a lot of Gaelic football when I was quite younger, and um, you know I was good as Matt said. Like I was about Carl, like you know he had the attributes. He was big, you know, and he could keep it out of the net. And same as me, really. I was technically very very poor when it came to Wolves at first but that's how I started one day the manager thought the goalkeeper was too small and he put me in goals for the year below and just really took off from there that was under 14s under 15s type and then you know I, I got into the game quite late as a goalkeeper really so I did and came over to Wolves when I was 17 18 and like Matt and Carl say like that, my technique was completely non-existent really so it is but I had a desire to keep it out of the net like and I was good at keeping it out of the net and coming for crosses and stuff was part of my game but as I was younger I, I played as a striker too so you know and I didn't really get any good goalkeeping coach until I came to Wolves so I worked really hard with the goalkeeping coach Pat Martin and obviously I had Matt Murray was still there at the time when I came over he was brilliant with me and then Carly Kimi as well like you know he was he was top notch took me in under his wing like and just gave me little tippers so I worked really hard in my game with Pat and you know got rewarded really getting into the team last year so it was good yeah I think it's important just to say that sort of when I come in I had Matt yeah sort of when Aaron come in uh, like he had me obviously I sort of knew what I was I was in as a stage before but I think when you sometimes see the finished like not I'm saying I'm not the finished article at all but when you see someone who's doing it more comfortably now you you just didn't think that they ever was in your stage when that actually was uh, I was that person like dropping mm. balls and finding it tough technically so I think it's important when you've got good mentors mm. like, you, you need those role models don't you because yeah. I, I had Stowley and then I had Oak <coughs> who were really really good pros so Stowley used to take in the gym and stay mm. behind and work with you and you say you take a lot of their, their traits if you like and then and then when I started playing they were very very pleased with me and then when these guys start playing you're buzzing for them, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really strange, you know, and we still speak now and you, you drop a text, but I, I got told, early doors, you get in goal, yeah. I was, that's quite big, <laughs> and I used to play outfield and I was quick and I did score a few goals, but 
quite often you didn't really build up from me because my touch used to go closer to my goal than their goal. So uh, I got I'd just say join walls as nine. And and to be honest, the reason as well was, believe it or not, I was the little brother. So my brother's mate said, if you want to play, you got to go and go. Gotta go and go. <laughs> no one else wants to do it. So then you end up playing year above. These guys probably played, he said you played year above. Yeah. You played year above again, stands you in good mm. stead. And uh, and that was the reason, really. You, you talk about all those goalkeepers like yourself and Mike Stell and that. When you come in, when you came into the club, did, was there ever a sense of pressure or inspiration, knowing that you were following those kind of great goalkeepers, or was it kind of a mixture of both? Um, no, it wasn't. Um, I wouldn't say it's a pressure as much. Uh, I think obviously because me and Matt look similar, you're always going to get compared, compared. I'm the poor man's car like you, basically. This is what you say on a night out or anything. Anyone look straight past me, do you know what I mean? And look at the big man. You know I mean? And say, I've got the dodgy knee and the skinny legs. <laughs> he looks good. Yeah, um, but I, I think that's just a part of goalkeeping, isn't it, really? You're always going to be compared to the person that was in goal before and... Obviously, sort of when you had like Matt, Matt's a legend at Wolves, isn't he? So you're always going to be com- compared <laughs> yeah. to like Matt and like, other legends like Staudy as well. So, but I don't think it's a pressure. Yeah. I think because of the sort of bond you have with the other keepers, like uh, obviously I speak to Mike quite regularly and Michael Oakes and everyone else that was there, like was really good with us. You sort of, it's not a pressure. They all actually want you to do well as well. So. Mm. I presume um, Wayne the same in that in, yeah. in that obviously yeah, yeah everyone wants you yeah. to do well like yeah. maybe with Wayne maybe a bit different because me and Wayne were similar ages so it's probably slightly more competitive yeah. age really yeah. Matt Matt was always I'm old basically yeah <laughs> Matt was a bit older and obviously Matt was if Matt was fit Matt was playing really um, but with me and Wayne it was always a bit more a bit tighter really yeah. But you still get on well, and, that, yeah, and that's, still on well, and, and that's well. the thing. It's a very unique position mm-hmm. because really you're not going to get a chance unless somebody gets injured or has a loss of form. We don't want your mate to have a loss of form because we've all got on well. You, you, you go to certain clubs or you speak about certain clubs, and the goalies won't serve each other. Now I used to try and serve them properly, but I used to go off all over the shop. <laughs> no, but you know you got to serve each other properly. You got to encourage each other. And you know when Wayne came in for me when I got injured before West Brom, you know I said to him, "You go and you go and get that shirt. You keep that shirt." Carl unfortunately had got injured before, so that would have been his chance. But he, you'd hurt your your ankle, hadn't you? Was it your uh, ankle? Yeah, I had a few problems. Yeah, he had a problems, that he, and, and he was like, he was fit all the time. Then a few times when I, when I was at, he, he, he'd have been your chance, wouldn't yeah. it? And then so then Wayne came in, took over, and but it's very very hard, as you say, it's a unique position because there's only one place. It's not like you can go and play right wing if you're right back or mm. come on here or there. You don't really play, so you have to encourage each other, work hard. But we always had, and that's a credit to Bobby Mims and then to mm-hmm. Pat Mountain to keep the, so they kept the atmosphere right. They also kept you working. If you weren't playing, you need different work and we all got different attributes. Um, but I say we all got on really, really well, didn't we? We always had that nice, mm-hmm. that nice bond, that nice vibe. But I say there is only one of you can play. and But like that's why it was in a way that I've had to retire. And, that, and then they come in and it, it, it's great. But then when Aaron... I remember when you stepped in at Gillingham when yeah. I was commentating on that game and you're thinking, you know, it's a big thing. Carl had been keeping clean sheet after clean sheet. Mm. Everyone's going, and, and no disrespect, it's one of your early games. So yeah. they're probably thinking, let's test this young lad out, yeah. do whatever. So probably when he steps up to it and comes and takes it. Yeah. You're probably it was a horrible night as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Difficult conditions, yeah. live on Sky, yeah. all yeah. those things. And probably his fans as well, yeah. you're a little bit... I don't know what it's you like, but when even when your mates come through the... For the youth team, when they're when they when it's their turn to make their debut, the first few games you're always a little bit 
Yeah, yeah. Nervy for them because you think, don't, don't make a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd had that good game again, obviously, in the penalty shootout against Warsaw. Yeah. I think people had seen that and that helped probably. Yeah, well, it's always like when you're coming in following someone like Carl's footsteps, he's like tremendous and like set the bar so high. It's, like, there's always going to be like comparisons, yeah. isn't there? So, you know, of, like I have a strong point, like, or come for crosses or something like that, there, or kicking. You're always going to be getting like ref, ref, reference back to Keynes where he does that nine times out of ten every week, you know, mm -hmm. or I might do it seven times out of ten and they're saying like you know i don't know if we're, if we're having him as a keeper or that but that's like yeah that's where you've got to be very mentally strong yeah. as a goalkeeper and as matt said we all stick together like mm -hmm. and you know when when carl was out injured last year and i got the opportunity to come in you know the first person who rung me was carl on the on the friday before the game like i was on loan at york and got recalled and you know, it was brilliant like to have him to ring me before the game and just like just tell me to go out and enjoy it and just do what you've been doing in training was like brilliant and like big matty as well sent me text before the game and you know just to encourage me as well so to have that backing as well was was absolutely brilliant like as but as you say like it's we all get on really well and it's quite unique position as matt said you know even when the team's not doing well the goalkeepers all stick together and you know we have we work very hard together like and push each other on like myself obviously being a bit younger than carl and you know seeing him what he's doing in training seeing his high standards that's where i want to get to and you know he helps me get to there and I'm trying to push him as hard as he can to make him a better goalkeeper as well and it's vice versa well, like even with John Flat, the younger keeper coming now like he's, he's trying to push me as far as I like you know he, he's trying to get me out of this squad to get his opportunity and that's just the way it is but like you hold no grudges it's, you're like you know probably Keems is one of my best mates at the club like as well so you know everyone gets on really well together and it's quite unique really as Matt said only one can play so it's like it's why it's called yeah. keepers union. Yeah. 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 Stick together. When you're in, obviously in a match, most of the time your your teammates will be on the other side of the pitch attacking, and you're one you, Do you watch wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So you'll be uh, you'll be on your own. So what? How do you kind of? Stay focused and don't daydream. Don't ask me this. <laughs> or has there been any times where you, you have daydream? Thought have I left the kettle on? Or I need to get off from the shops later yeah, on. Matt probably it? didn't think that. Uh, Matt was very. I remember watching Matt. Matt was very intense before the game. I used to. Uh, I used to get sick before being games. sick. Yeah, I remember him being I'm sick before games. And stuff like that, yeah, but, the early games. Yeah, I was. Yeah. He's laid back Larry, right? Keems is the most chill geezer ever. Nothing phases him, which was a great quality again mm. that he saw and came in. Um, I'm more intense. So when I used to play, I used to have my routines I had to follow. He, he wouldn't care really if he didn't even warm up probably. He just, I mean, when you do warm up, you do it properly. Yeah. But nothing really phases you. You just take things in your stride. Where I was much more of a routine. I ate this at this time. I did this. It's not superstitious, just a routine. and did all my affirmations. And I had to work with the psychologist a lot because... When I played England in the 21s or when the first promotion season, yeah, Wolves were dominating games a lot of the time. But then that's where, I think that's been the thing you were really, really good at last season. You know, especially obviously that, you know, last season we were really dominating, obviously done it this year as well. But last season we were dominating games, but then you make that big save. And I think that's a sign mm. of a, you know, a, a top goalkeeper, a Courtois or whatever. Mm. When you're a good side, you go there, bang, not much to do, but you know you're there and keeping your concentration. And I think that, I don't know if you felt you improve of age with that. I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you, you just probably get a bit more comfortable in your own skin and not worrying, not worrying as much as yeah. as you was before. Really, um, I, I did make a conscious decision at the start of the season that sort of I, I wanted to make match winning saves really, and 
obviously worked worked on it in training and sort of maybe thought about it a bit more than just just going out there and hoping that I make saves. I, I wanted to sort of make a difference to the team really. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Matt was probably a bit intense and I've, I, I've took bits of that. Like I, I'm, I think I'm probably, when I'm working, I'm working and but focusing intense and then as soon as I stopped I can relax a bit. Um, but we've all got different ways and yeah. Yeah, no, that's no one's saying it, it, yeah. I'm right or Matt is wrong or vice versa. But that concentration was something that worked for me. So when I, when I, before I used to get, once I got into the stadium I relaxed more and then I liked my first touch and everything in the game. And I, was, and I was okay, um, but I needed those nerves to drive me on, and that's something I really, really miss, that adrenaline feeling, I don't know if these lads say it, but on a Friday night going to bed, you do feel different, and then Saturday morning wake up, your stomach feels different, even though in your head, even though when you're saying you're fine, you have that adrenaline, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, you're going out to perform, and that, that risk of failure, that thing of sort of to perform, but you have to, I did a lot of work with psychologists, so that it didn't take consume me, mm -hmm. so then I used it in a positive, and everything I did, it was a positive, positive feeling, but sometimes in games, that was a nightmare. I'd be thinking, what am I, what am I rocking tonight? I'm going out. I'm probably actually more nervous about asking the missus if I was allowed that. <laughs> As I beat you to that. So. Uh, and you start looking around and doing all that sort of stuff. But you just, so I used to have a thing that when the ball went out of play, just rub my hands together. So that meant I was concentrating. It was a free kick, rub my hands together. So it just kept me focused on the game. And I used to chat, chat rubbish, sorry, from the back, just to keep me... <laughs> Keep me involved. What about you, as a do you? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm quite laid back. Like yeah. I just don't. Best bit of information I got was when I went on loan to Warsaw. Uh, our advice, sorry, um, fella called Mick Kearns. Um, used to play for Wolves, goalkeeper as well in Warsaw. And he told me one game. He says you're not concentrating enough in the game. And I was like wondering what more I could do. And he says you should be coming in after the game mentally, absolutely destroyed. Your head should be fried. Like and uh, since he said that to me, I've just during the game I've just been on it like straight away and I've been trying to come in tired after yeah. the game like you know because as I say like Carl last year like when we were playing no disrespect to teams in League One but we were dominating teams and I remember a game against Colchester I think we were 2-0 up and a big guy saved the penalty towards the end and you could see like you know how much it meant mm. to him that actually saved that penalty and to all the lads and to keep the clean sheet but probably for 75-80% of the game he probably had nothing to do but to keep mm. that concentration and you know the mental aspect of it to save the penalty and you've seen his reaction after which is brilliant but just an example of it like uh, me being laid back last year played against Preston remember yeah, and a guy yeah. shot from the edge of the box and I thought it was going over comfortably over and it turned around and hit the crossbar and like, <laughs> I thought it went out for a goal kick yeah. and someone was throwing the ball back in quick and learned turn around and just hit yeah. the crossbar I just picked it up and I remember after yeah, I remember you, looking at you thinking yeah, Keem, you, you look like you did it on purpose you didn't want to get corners away yeah. <laughs> I remember Keem's after just going to me as a, my heart was in my mouth that was just too cool like so but I'm like I'm laid back like but I'm like Matty the butterflies before yeah. and the adrenaline is amazing it's the best feeling ever like it's, it's, it's what it is yeah I, I, I do I do get like the, the butterflies actually prefer it I prefer to have them butterflies in yeah. that sometimes um, yeah, sometimes you don't do yeah. you why am I not yeah, yeah. Is, is, that, is that the crowd though that does that I mean, is, it, is it the big match the crowd did, did, I think it's like a pressurised situation like you know mm -hmm. what I mean you, you know you have to come up with you know come up trumps and if like, say I don't feel right before a game or not that I don't feel right I just don't feel that buzz yeah. uh, consciously as soon as I come out just look all around the stadium, just to like look look at the fans there, then I realise where I am now, then that will switch me into yeah. 
game mode. There's sometimes where you're going for a warm up and to some, you just I, I, I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I like, and they're sometimes my best games. To be yeah. honest, like, I'm terrible Is, in warm up. As, oh, sorry. As a, as a fan watching, you often look as though you're just in your own bubble to me. Before the game, but when you go on the when you're walking off before the game, this is mm. you, you look as though you're just in a total zone of your own, and you don't really seem to be looking at what's around you. Just in a bubble. Yeah, I think I think when I, when sort of walk out, sort of obviously do the handshakes and all that sort of stuff, and then I think as I'm going back to my goal, or maybe as I'm lining up, I'll have a quick look around if if I'm struggling to sort of switch my mind on, and then. As soon as I get back, then I have a good look yeah. at, at the fans, and then realise that like I'm not I'm not going to let you like or do my best not to let everyone down today. Yeah. So mm. um, then that would just switch my mind, and then get them nerves in, and then realise that you, was, you're when, here and ready. When you first played your like first home match at Molyneux, was it ever surreal that you thought, "Hang on a second, I'm playing in front of like twenty thousand for Big me, player. that was a thing when, because when I before I'd ever played in the first team, I always think that was the thing I used to say to players: yeah. "What's it like to play in front of a crowd?" That's the thing I always wanted to do. And then lots of kids ask you that, but then like the guys are saying, you actually then need that crowd. You don't; it doesn't scare you. You need it. You mm. want it. Yeah. That's what gives you that extra buzz. Because yeah. in the, the day, it's just still a pitch. You know, we'll be playing a table, it's still a pitch. But that feeling, Molyneux, if you play a resi game with Molyneux, you feel so different and echoey. But when it's full, it's buzzing. Mm, yeah. It's brilliant. So, um, but yeah, my first few games, then it, I was more aware of the crowd. Oh, what are they saying? This and that. Like, oh, those songs, some of the songs are brilliant. Yeah, some yeah. of the band, and you always hear that one voice that comes out. Hurry, <laughs> throw it quicker, or something like that. That's the one you hear when everyone's going. But um, I love playing away from home. I love the away fan. Don't worry, Molyneux's fantastic. Yeah. But that, when you've got the away fans behind the goal, or when you're playing, then how good is it when you're away from home and someone thinks and they're giving you a stick do you, you feed make, off that yes. does that make well, you think I'm going to shove this down your yeah, throat yeah, yeah. can't retaliate yeah. with words so yeah, I'm going to retaliate yeah, they, they're saving the top bin like yeah, yeah they're calling you all the names telling you how ugly you are you're this, you're that, asking me where my neck is and, <laughs> and all that sort yeah. of stuff you know Warsaw used to give you a stick and throw the ball back at you and everything and when you've made those saves and kept a clean sheet and walk off it's the best feeling so at home it's fantastic and you get that buzz away from home when you feel like they want you to fail mm. apart from yeah, fans yeah. that are real vocal. Yeah. I, think, I think as I've got a bit older and played a bit more, I'm slightly more relaxed. I think, say, like with Matty, the first few games, you probably noticed the crowd and Molyneux looks a lot bigger your first few games. You're thinking, oh, there's 26,000 people here. Like, uh, feel like a lot of pressure and sort of stuff like that. But I think... As I've got out now, like I said, I, I'll sort of realise the crowd as I'm walking out, and then it's a bit weird, but I don't feel like I hear them. Yeah, dude, you just mm. used to, lo- I used to like lock yeah. on the ball. So when the ball's at the other end, you might be more aware of the yeah. crowd and this and that, but when the ball's in your area, mm. that's all you're seeing. You, yeah, yeah, I can't explain to you, the, the crowd can't affect that mm. because they can't touch it or move the ball or blow it anyway. Yeah. You just end up keeping the ball out and yeah. I don't know, and just, just worrying about that, but. Say so it's when you when you win, but I think the when you win at Molyneux and we score that noise. That was I remember I was thinking, I don't know what it's like to score at Molyneux. Well, first game we lost one 0 at home, so I didn't get that. <laughs> and then when we beat Preston four 0 it was brilliant. And I remember that. So they're the things you remember. But twenty six thirty thousand at Molyneux feels great. Mm-hmm. If you play, at, I played at St James's Park for the under twenty one. It's twenty five thousand, but because it was half full, felt empty. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so any yeah, stadium, yeah. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, any stadium that's full, yeah. 
that's when it feels yeah. good. I was lucky that when I first came into the team in 2002, the FA Cup was still really, really, you know, we even in the early rounds mm. against Newcastle, the third yeah, 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 full, yeah, yeah. Leicester, yeah. you know, league yeah. still full, do you know yeah. what I mean? We played Rochdale, so we're still 20 up there. You know, it was, yeah. it, 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 it wasn't, you know, it wasn't treated the same. Yeah, mm. I think that as well. I think uh, ever since I grew up, the FA Cup was the one yeah. thing that you really yeah, looked yeah, up yeah, to, yeah. really. Like, yeah. It was like, you remember, I remember waking up in the morning and watching it from yeah. like 9, 10 o'clock <laughs> yeah, until yeah. 3 yeah. o'clock, sort of 3, that, 4 o'clock until yeah. it kicked off. And yeah. even the sort of, the, the games, the third rounds, you'd get really excited about it. And I, me- I remember the games, it's Newcastle that Matt was yeah. on about. Um, like full House uh, at Molyneux. Made me but, feel old, how old were you then? <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, it was... It, it's just sort of lasted its, yeah. last its magic a bit, but hopefully with this round, with a few upsets, yeah. sort of I mean, build up again. Do players, as players, do you feel FA Cup no. rather, no. you know, I'd love do to you feel it. like that more? Because <laughs> I know the media spin it now, like the FA Cup, and it's very media sort of biased that sure. like the FA Cup doesn't care, but as players, no, for me personally, because I grew up watching FA Cup, yeah. so I, I remember sort of, the magic days yeah. where where this was probably like the one cup to, I, I think people even looked at the FA Cup just in the same regard as the league yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Really, definitely so. a lot of my friends who've won it they, they buzz off it my first year in Wolves full time we got to the semi-final I was involved in that cup run sat on the bench against yeah. Charlton Wimbledon home and away against Wimbledon so then when Don Goodman scored against Leeds yeah. and then playing Arsenal in the semi-final so straight away obviously having that experience mm. as well we just, I just had the bug and Gave the fans great times, didn't it? And seeing more than you four yeah. in some games was, was fantastic. I remember that semi final. Incredible. Yeah, well, fortunately, really the result yeah. wasn't yeah, there. Villa Park, it was great. Yeah. We won against Arsenal and we, we played well. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at it this season, you know, Jackie sort of rested a couple of players against Fulham. Um, then Sunder- Sunderland was would have been a winnable tie. You know, you beat Sunderland, then you go into Bradford. Mm. And before you know it, we could have been in the quarterfinals, you know, so. Yeah, it's a thing, yeah, and the fans were like a cut run, but I still think yeah. he went quite strong. Courtney couldn't play because of his cup tied. Bickle was just coming back from hamstring yeah, one yeah, day, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. he didn't want to play two games. So <clears throat> I think he played as strong yeah, as yeah, he yeah. actually could, to be honest. Yeah. This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like pieces that fit your style and your space. And cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. So he, he, I don't think he wanted to. No. He didn't want to lose. Even the, the, the other tie, we had a, we had a we had a game on the Sunday. Blackpool, yeah, Blackpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we played the Tuesday and then Blackpool on the Sunday. Uh, Friday, uh, Saturday, sorry. Yeah. And he didn't really change the team that much, so I don't think he. I don't think he, I think he wanted to go through. Yeah, it. I just yeah, think yeah. It was just one of those things. That was good to see. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he should have won the game. Yeah, should have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won it twice. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think if it. Same for both teams, but the the snow kind of. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. crazy that, yeah. that yeah, yeah, that not just out of nowhere. I'd never played in that before, anything yeah. like that bad. Did yeah. you? I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't see Edo's goal. 
I actually didn't even say it. <laughs> I just said everyone was celebrating. I was thinking, we scored. Yeah. <laughs> so don't concentrate. <laughs> Aaron, I'm going to ask you. Uh, we spoke. We interviewed Scott Goldball at the start of the season. Yeah. And he said that uh, yourself and Levens have got the worst banter in the dressing room. <laughs> I'm just wondering what your dress sense or banter. Banter. Oh, oh, banter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering what your response to that would be. Uh, it's very rich coming from Scott Goldball. I'm going to see this worth some. Naughty gear, and, uh, like he's got this hat. I don't know if you ever seen Breaking Bad, where yeah. Walt wears the hat. He wears that in every day with a pair of tracksuit bottoms and a long black jacket. I don't like it. But you know what I mean. You gotta be able to give it. If you're able to take it, give a bit out. And, you know, yeah. I've uh, I was a young uh, country boy coming from Ireland, coming from Ireland, so I was used to wearing wedding clothes and stuff like that. So uh, I'm ha- I'm I'm happy and comfortable in my my own. Uh, Keen's was going to give me a bit anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy in my own style and you know, each to their own, isn't it? Uh, I'll take that on the chin, but um, I'm sure Scott, like, you know, he's, he sees himself as a bit of a fashion icon, but... <laughs> and what about his banter, though? He's came in your banter. Yeah. banter yeah. Scott Goldwyn can't really talk. He was last seen in Vegas, so... It's <laughs> 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 so the last time I've seen him. Oh, um, I take it on the chin, really. So, well, Lee Evans, you know, I I agree with Lee Evans because, yeah. Yeah, I think I think as is <laughs> as is a bit harsh. Lee Evans is his is dead, dead, is he? Yeah, yeah. Go on, give us a little. Give he's, a little I can't even give you anything that he's done. No. <laughs> <laughs> that bad. He's got the best bad. Mm. This boy's ruthless. <laughs> yeah. like I'm, more of a, I'm more. Teams are one liner. Yeah, 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 dead man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm more just a, I've always kind of been that person who just sits and listens yeah. and then knows when I'm coming <laughs> and yeah. knows that's going to be fun. Yeah. T- timing is everything. <laughs> yeah. And he just hits you with something and you go, wow, that's decent. And he knows that hitting nerves. So with me, he tells me he's a good job, he's got a widescreen TV to get him ahead in. <laughs> and I guarantee you, if I check my WhatsApp, and Wolves ain't playing. There's a good chance he's paused a bit. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, whatever, and took a picture of me. And he's asking me, "Am I wearing that blue suit again?" And he gets my blue suit. He's on the side of my head, and he's just be banter like that. So, but he's like, he he batters me. He's real funny, but then he's like, he feels a little bit bad for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've had that a few times. I will probably say that. I probably have gone a bit too deep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's always funny, man. And he came to me as well because my missus runs the show. <laughs> so, but he's the same. I think, though, Dave Davis was the best banter before he left. Yeah. Yeah. He could take it to a different level. I know it's like him and Sylvan, you know. Yeah, I think, I think Sylvan's probably the Kevin best. Kevin Foley as well. Yeah, yeah. Sylvan yeah, but still don't like getting it, though. No. Sylvan has to go to a different level. Yeah. 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 Well, if you get into a banter with Sylvan or uh, Dave Davis, there was no reply. You just might as well just be quiet and not say anything. I think I've got, I've, got, I've got Dave Davis on toast. Yeah, Big Dog's got <laughs> Big Dog's got uh, Dave on uh, toast. Uh, we shaved his head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we shaved his head when he was a kid, so he couldn't really say anything. So many of the day chip on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, Sylvan and Kevin Foley, he, he just, like Sylvan was probably Thrived the best. Thrived each other. But if Foles started getting on Sylvan, Foles was the only person that could take <laughs> Sylvan out. Yeah. Really, like, so, but we have got a few. Uh, Mike McDonald's. Jacobs. 
McDonald's good. Yeah. Michael Jacobs. Michael Jacobs, like yeah. a one-eyed yeah. man as well. Yeah. He yeah. says nothing for a couple of weeks. He went to for about a month and then just come up with something that we have you in stitches. Yeah. You know, so there's quite a few lads that have got a good banner. Kev McDonald's very funny as well. He's got that dry Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like him and Doherty have got a nice little relationship. Yeah, yeah. Matt Doherty's stiff, so he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very stiff. Who else has got? Um, what about the French boys, Sacco and Dico? Sacco's not bad actually. Yeah, yeah. Sacco has uh, he's got involved a lot more lately. I think he's got some gear though, isn't he? Yeah, he's got, he's, some, yeah, he's got some gear lights and mad sparkly stuff. He's just mental. You get other boys who have not like so Jody Credit, Matt Jarvis, people like that. And they never. You didn't really banter them, did you? Because nah. they're just so nice. Mm. Just, yeah. yeah, you feel guilty for banter. Yeah, yeah. Nice, some people, yeah, have to. Do we saw that actually? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is as as we said. This is our 200th podcast. So we did a bit of research, and we think, Carl, that you're coming up to your 200th game as a professional goalkeeper. Really? We believe. Sean is here. Get the statue. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 200. Yeah, I suppose it's an achievement. To be honest, I think I should have. I should have played more games. Yeah. Really. When I was younger, even if it was being out on loan or whatever, I missed it a lot through injury. But yeah, I'm happy to get to 200 games if I if I do get there, and um, yeah, hopefully I get 200 more. Yeah, that's the thing. It's frustrating because that's what you do. Like I only played 100 games the Wolves, and I always just think I don't know how to play more. Mm-hmm. It really winds me up. And but you you did well with that though. Cause that was something that I always admired Carl for. It was when we were. Fit though, you always wanted to get out and play, didn't you? Yeah. So more clubs than Tiger Woods, but you know, <laughs> what I mean? it was good. He got out there, he did it, and that's how you learn your trade, though. Going out on loan is so so mm. important. You did it, didn't you? Yeah. And then you came back in. Yeah. You seen lads who are playing now, so go out and learn. Is yeah. it easier to go out on loan as a keeper because of your position? Um, no, uh, not particularly. I wouldn't say it is. I, no. I think it's quite difficult. Really. Yeah. So I've got to wait for an injury, haven't you? Matt will tell you as well. I remember Matt speaking to me when he went out on loan, and it's not necessarily enjoyable. Because you're with a bunch of new teammates who you don't know, unfamiliar surroundings, you're sitting in the hotel room on your own a lot, um, and you're just waiting for Saturday to come, you're away from your family, and Mm. in hindsight, it's probably the best thing I've done where I've got myself up and gone out on loan as much as I did, uh, because it's given me experience, and when I did actually play at Wolves, I had all sorts of experience Mm. before. At a lower level, yeah. Well, some of it was great. Like Middlesbrough was a really good loan, wasn't it? Yeah. We, it's a long, a lot of travelling, and he's saying, you know, you, you go out table for one sometimes. Like, yeah. you know, table for one, cinema for one, blah blah blah. <laughs> it, it is what it is because those guys are up there and they're set on them. If there's not a few that go on alone, then you're there and you're doing your thing. But you have to go out and play. But it, it's difficult in a way because yeah. often you are going to a smaller club. Hmm. And sometimes they look at you, I found that, that like, you, what car are you driving, what is it, or do you look, no, I want to come here, I want to play, I want to try and help you, you help me, and let's go in, and yeah, that's when I'm saying you found some goalkeepers at certain clubs who aren't like us guys, who all work each other properly, so I'm going to try and stitch you up, because you're mm. coming in to go and play, and yeah. come on, yeah. man, it's not my fault you ain't done whatever you do. Yeah, yeah. So I was fortunate to have like some really good loans where I actually did enjoy it, like, like Middlesbrough, QPR, I really enjoyed them, but I did have other ones where... I still done well, but I just didn't enjoy it. The sense it probably gave me the hunger to do well yeah. at a club like Wolves. Cause I just thought, yeah. 
I, I went to Yeovil, um, Yeovil Kingstonian. I went to Slough in the league below the conference. You went to Telford, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I went to Telford, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's an eye-opener, it really is an yeah. eye-opener. Like, I am, when you're going into that place, it makes you realise how lucky you are to be at a club, like how big of how big Wolves is and you know. Um, I was I was on loan at York last year and enjoyed playing the matches but I hated the Monday to Friday as these guys are saying. I was staying in a B and B in a little box room like, you know, trying to get food sorted. You just you don't have a routine when you go yeah. on loans, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's even your food situation, you sort of you go there <laughs> try and do it right. Yeah. And then all you got on the menu is like beer, batter, fish and chips, blah, blah, blah. And you're sort of trying to speak to the chef to see if they're doing anything yeah, just yeah. awkward or whatever. And before you try and, you try and eat, there's only so many times you can eat the same meal. Yeah. And then you just kind of think, well, I have to go and have this or have that. And then all of a sudden you, you go in with the best intentions to do right. But it's sort of, if your surroundings are difficult, it's not. It's not always easy, and I'll just go for an example. This it was quite funny, really. But um, I was at Accrington Stanley, uh, first game. It was in the conference at the time, and um, first game. I just expected you to have pants with your um, match kit, uh, so they didn't. So it's either wear my pants that I'm going to wear from all the shot all the way back up to Manchester <laughs> and the coach, or I go without. So first minute of the game, one on one, come straight through. Someone's studs went straight through my uh, private bit. Oh. <laughs> um, I had a bit of a... Really funny, a, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever had a stud gash across your, your thigh or leg or anything. Oh, imagine, yeah, you're doing all right, are we? Imagine... That's why you don't shower with Keith. Imagine it on your private parts oh. stinging, so... Uh, at half time had to wear somebody else's that they'd walk <laughs> <laughs> I was in that much pain uh, and, uh, it's little things like that that you realise that yeah, so basically you got studded in your thigh that caught you in your back no, no, <laughs> imagine, imagine oh, you've been studded in your thigh and imagine that sort of pain <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron you've done some work for uh, Wolves play recently so yeah. how have you found that and is that something you want, might want to do post football yeah um, obviously I got off to flare and start Five 0 defeat against the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw you walking out the ground. I think I saw you walking out the ground as well. Yeah, and so I, I realised you'd like done a, that game, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, you're not gonna be happy." I had like a player cam on me as well, and I was banging the table and all sorts. <laughs> but no, it's been brilliant. So it's been uh, really opened my eyes to um, you know something that maybe I might be interested in doing in the future. And I've already spoke to Paul Berry, the media officer. Yeah. And, quite interested in maybe doing a media course at Stafford like it's something that um, down the line further down yeah. the line that uh, could be you know so you're not limited where you, to where you do it you could do it in Ireland you could do it in England yeah. so it's been a great experience and I've um, really have enjoyed doing it uh, the only thing I'd say is that it's hard doing it when I'm I, for, I get, like doing Wolves games because obviously all the lads are your mates and you know if you can't really be no, yeah, you got to choose, yeah, yeah, yeah. choose your words as well, and you know, say if somebody like somebody makes a mistake, you you kind of got to try and like you know, you soften, can't it, up, soften yeah. it up, and you know, it's, it's that's the hardest part about doing it. But no, I've quite enjoyed it, and you know, done it with Mikey Burrows, who's excellent, yeah. like, but I've got a long way to go, but to catch up the big guy. We all just copy Matt. Yeah, <laughs> we've come through as goalkeepers, copy Matt, and now we're all on the radar trying, trying to get to Matt's place. <laughs> Mike, Mikey taught me to be fair, but it, it's good the the radio. But 
difficult as imagine because they ask you sometimes about tactics or yeah. substitutions or what yeah. aren't we doing great and then the gaffer might go alright so we didn't switch play quick enough then we weren't pressing that you know what I mean you're thinking it, it's hard it's hard enough when you're just commentating on fellow pros let yeah, alone yeah. if you don't and as you say yeah. everyone knows these guys these are his mates and, yeah. and you feel for them and you hurt them yeah. and you're hurting like they are because you, you, you're one of them you know so yeah. it's difficult um, I'm going to go on some questions for our listeners from social media. Uh, so Adam Thompson has said, what's the, in your each of your opinions, greatest save of all time, and do you think a keeper will ever win the Ballon d'Or? I think a keeper should win the Ballon yeah. d'Or. Um, I thought it was very disrespectful when people try to say, how's Neuer being selected? How can a keeper be mm. selected? Look, every, you know, we talked about Keems in the promotion season last year, top keeper making big saves. Yeah. So, Manuel Neuer's a fantastic goalie. Yeah. There are some top keepers out there. Very, very important, and I think no team wins anything without a good goalkeeper. Mm. Will one win it? I hope so. Um, I don't see why not, uh, especially now that they're not only seen for making saves, they're so important in how a team plays. And the greatest save of all time, in the way of, you could, I think there's a difference. The saves yeah, that yeah. you see that are fantastic, I think of, say, Schmeichel, Pete, you see them every week, fantastic yeah. saves. But I like it more on importance. But playing yeah. final, that's what we're going to That's so forgettable. <laughs> I'm talking about my save. <laughs> that wasn't the question. The greatest save of all time. Not from me. It depends how you interpret it. I'm saying yeah. greatest save of all time. I just said Peter Schmeichel. Except for United, Cardiff. <laughs> I didn't say that. That was me. Good one. No, I think importance. I think importance is save. So, you know, when a team are hanging in there, one nil or it could be nil nil. Keeper makes a big save. Team go down the other end, and and go and win the game, or or it stops a momentum change. So there would be a save like that. So I'll have to have a, I don't know. For me, the best keeper in the, in the moment is Courtois. David de Gea, for example, gone. I go with his saves this yeah. season. If you're gonna go this season, David de Gea against Liverpool, against Everton, mm. made some phenomenal <laughs> saves, and then that made the team go and win the game. So. For me, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, um, I, I remember Schmeichel saying, I think it was Juventus Champions League. Um, it was sort of a Gordon Banks sort of save. Oh. That's one that mm. stands out, yeah, but it was important. It was an important save as well. Um, yeah, so that that'd be a that'd be a save that I'd remember. How about yourselves? Like your own saves? Any particular ones you, you kind of stand out for you? I haven't saved one yet, so <laughs> <laughs> um, probably for me, but it was against Warsaw a penalty shoot yeah. like you know, um, because it was my debut too. Like and this, I think the, the second penalty save, one onto the crossbar, like it made me made me feel good about myself. Yeah. After like and kind of realised how like that I've, where, where I was, and you know it was to do it in front of the side bank as well was probably probably my best save. Well, the one I enjoyed the most anyway. To be honest, I don't really remember saying I'll go. I'll say for you, Blackpool away, mate. Yeah. When I can't oh, yeah, right yeah, yeah. you were outstanding. Yeah. And they won the game. You made three in a sh- about ten yeah. seconds. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was going crazy on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. You got man of the match that night, didn't you? Yeah, but I did. Yeah, that, that night. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's a bit weird, like in that. But Matty might, Matty and Azza might be the same. But I just remember moments, probably when I was younger, that probably changed. M- like maybe shaped to where I am now. So yeah. I, I remember playing at Aston Villa, Reses, and uh, like sort of having a really good game, and then 
got my first pro contract after and I remember the first time I actually come for a cross and clattered people. <laughs> I, I, I remember that and how that maybe gave me the confidence to Cut more go people. and do it. Try and clatter more people like Matty. Um, yeah, so I, 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 there's obviously saves that I've made probably as a pro, but I think there's certain saves that have been moments that have probably paved my career more than For me, there's moments. I agree with that. I think that as goalkeeper, I think everyone can make saves. Yeah. Like, you know, Carl talked, he came in and he made the save. He can make those top corner saves. But as you get older and older and the more experienced, the better coach, you understand how to play your position. So he did. He played Sheffield Wednesday away the other season, Dean Sutton. He drew nil nil. Yeah. And he made one save, but I thought, I said to him, for an outstanding game there. And the reason was they had a big team. He came and took the crosses. He kicked well on a difficult pitch. He made the one big save, but he all round game. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when you understand goalkeeper, when you understand the position, that's what you know. Gillingham thought he came in and he looked assured. He mm. kicked it well. Difficult condition, he said. Yeah. Handled it well. Took the crosses. Could do nothing with the goal. And they're the things. And for me, I think I made my home debut against Reading. And I came and took a cross a long way out. I can always see it now. Thinking when I was on my way, I was thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> but I jumped higher than I never jumped. And I took it. And then the fans started singing my name and all that. And that, for me, I felt gave me an identity with the Wolves fans and set them on my way. So... Yeah, everyone makes saves. We can all put gloves on, make saves, but that—that's for me the thing. Uh, Paul Felton has said he's got the biggest hands. I know it doesn't really work with the podcast, but who's got the biggest hands? Matt, yeah, yeah. 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 Big, big hands, big gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I what's I wear a size eleven glove. Yeah, I'm eleven, but I think I don't think I'm even that size. And that is like my. I like <laughs> only dislocated my wedding finger, so I can't wear my wedding ring. That's a shame. <laughs> what about you? I'm size nine. I've got small, small hands. What about Wayne? Hennessy had the smallest yeah, yeah. hands and the yeah. smallest feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got a bit of an odd question from Jared Williams. He says, um, "What's the best hair to have as a goalkeeper? Is it best to have the shave and look, or a bit on top?" Tell him he's taking the thing. Well, look at Hugh Gallery. He's got a free little quick going bald. The early photos of you as a youngster with it. It was very, very early. My fullback started pushing on when I was 23, right? As soon as I got engaged. Now I actually play with just the front line. I have no defence, no midfield or anything. As is a pushing on as well, yeah, aren't they? fullbacks are higher than what Barcelona players. <laughs> if you know that saying. So we're all going, we're all going. So, and then uh, Kings is just miraculously came back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got James... <laughs> I started growing on me back before they say it. <laughs> uh, we've got James Fielden who says, who's the best wow. goalkeeper in the English leagues not to get a cap for their country? Matt Murray didn't get a cap, did he? Under-21s. Not a full cap. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether James is probably more thinking at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We'll just give Matt here a little shout out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are in his house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think Matt, Matt could... I think Matt would, was underway at the time. I remember there was a lot mm. of talk yeah. about about the England cap, and mm. unfortunately, Blackburn first game in the Premiership, and then sort of. Blackburn, so. <laughs> you know what about you, me? We did Blackburn the other day, and it was one nil. We won, but the big screen showed all those goals going in, and he was warming up. I could see him looking at me. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, wow. <laughs> 
And what were you going to say, sorry? I think the big dog likes one of the best, yeah. best going, you know, definitely outside of the Premier League. My opinion, like, I think he's good enough to play in the Premier League without a doubt. And, you know, I think definitely good enough. Mm. Well, obviously, Keems has got, he couldn't play for Nigeria or England, but either or, I think he's good enough to be in either squad. Because he get embarrassed taking him, but 100%, he's playing better than I was when I was mm. getting, you know what I mean, talked about maybe in, you know, the England coach mm-hmm. used to, scouts used to come along and say things. He's playing, and he's all-round game. You know, my distribution, I could throw it, but my kicking wasn't good enough probably to play at that level. Where he's off two feet, you know, no problem. He's got the clubs in the locker. And I believe that, I think with me, you were in a few younger squads, weren't you? But because yeah, I came through the under-16s, you're sort of in the system. Yeah. I think sometimes you become a bit fashionable. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. I think, where Keems is definitely good enough. I've worked with... I can't... Who've no idea you got that you... Well, we we remember the one week on the fan protected it out and they've got... They've got two keepers who just play in the Nigerian league. They're no disrespect, but you'd think the championship was a better standard than. I think. I think. Uh, I think with Nigeria, the the main keeper is their captain. Is it in the NBA? the main keeper is captain. I think. He, I think he plays at Leon. I think. Uh. So he, he's playing a, a good standard. I'm not sure. Poor research, Luke. I'm not, <laughs> Poor research. I'm not sure who else is there. Right. Did they ever ask you though? Because mm-hmm. I I got asked because when I because I'm I'm adopted, but I am half Nigerian, but so I don't know if I'd have been allowed to play, but. When I was playing in Mick McCarthy's first season, someone flew over from Nigeria, did a thing, and then put it in this, this some Super Eagles magazine, and there was a talk of what I go and play for. And obviously, for me, I got injured, so it didn't turn out to be a decision I had to make. But I probably wouldn't have gone there because I was adopted. So I, yes, I'm half Nigerian in that way, but because I've had no Nigerian culture in my right. upbringing, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't see it as a career move. But for you. You know, you've got a lot of Nigerian culture in your, yeah. you know, you've been over and everything. So, what do you do? Yeah, I think I got, um, so when I was, I was younger, I did get called up uh, for a squad. I think Barty Vokes is the manager then. Um, but I, I was injured at the time, so I couldn't go. But, um, yeah, it's something I'd consider. Obviously, Nigeria is a big footballing country and got, got a very good team as well. So, it's obviously something. You make your dad proud as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. I'm a, well, you would have the, the possibility biggest, of playing in a yeah, World Cup yeah, as a yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, the biggest thing, yeah. I'd make my, my but, dad and my, yeah. my whole family proud in Nigeria yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's something I'd consider, yeah. yeah. So it's not just a quick... Because I believe playing for your country is an honour. So yeah. you obviously play for Republic of Ireland. You know, you play, you've play. you been in senior squads. Yeah. So you know what it's like. <coughs> and it's a real, real honour. Mm. And that's why I think, for me, you would have just have maybe done it for a career move. That wouldn't have been right. But, say, for Carl see all those people you'd make proud and if when you you know if you go and play for Ireland it'd be be fantastic wouldn't it last question what would be each of your kind of top tip for a, a young aspiring goalkeeper coming through what kind of advice would you give them as young as you can try and get some like goalkeeping coaching of some description because I wasn't lucky enough to get that when I was um, young coming through when I was 14 or 15 I had nothing I just was when I went, when I turned to be a goalkeeper, it was just a couple of shooting sessions at the end of training and joining with the rest of the lads. And I think when you're fourteen, fifteen, or even younger, that's when you really get your technique. Would it be right in saying like you know when you really learn the, you know the aspects about goalkeeping and you get your foundations. Where I came into it later when I was seventeen or eighteen and I was playing catch up, and still I'm playing catch up to to other lads that have come through like systems and had proper goalkeeping coach. So my one one tip would be. Try and get some, 
you know, some level of goalkeeping coach at a young age and just keep practicing, you know, practice, practice, practice. And um, mine would be probably not to give up because we all, all have moments where you think the world's against you, you've made a bad mistake in a game yeah. and you we're going to go for that again where we make a bad mistake in a game. But it's, it's all about picking yourself up, really. Um, I think that's the main thing as a goalkeeper because you're always going to make mistakes but as long as you've got that determination to to keep going um, obviously ability levels that, that's something that can't always be controlled but if you're mentally strong to, to keep going I think that's the that's the biggest thing as a goalkeeper ever because you're always going to go through dips of form and you're always going to make mistakes but if you start throwing a the towel in then you're, you're really going to be gone so that would be my biggest advice. Yeah, and I'd say you, we're all talking about our mentors, so you watch and learn. Yeah. So I think for young keepers, maybe look at someone that you can model yourself on. So if you're a six-foot goalkeeper, go and watch, you know, like a, a, a Michelle Vaughan or someone like that. Don't try and be a, a goalie of six, six who comes and plays in that way. You play to your abilities. You don't have to be, you know, they're big goalies, small goalies. Play to your strength. Watch and learn. Understand about your positioning because you will develop as you get older you develop and you, and, you, and you learn your position and just keep working hard like these guys saying don't be afraid you're going to make mistakes everyone thinks they can play and goal and tell you how to do this and that but the specialised coaching speaking to keepers watching it then you understand it you learn and you learn and you learn and just have that desire to keep the ball out of the net don't always think you can make the perfect save mm. try and save it and go from there but with the coaching and the repetition and the practice it really, really helps, and just work on your on your all round game. Every little bit it helps because that's what and be good with your feet because that's what they all want now. Seventy percent of your touches of the goalkeeper with your feet, so so really, really, really work on your distribution, which I think is a big part in these guys' game as well. And I think we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, guys, for taking the time out to, to speak into us. Who's eating the last biscuits? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening to this uh, two hundred podcast special. We'll be back as usual next week, but for next time, we'll see you then.